Gab, what song are we doing this week? Change. What? You, you don't like my sweater? Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about champagne problems from Evermore. Champagne problems. (laughs) And today we are discussing the song Change from Fearless. Change is the 13th track on the album. Fearless was released on November 11th, 2008. This song was solely written by Taylor. The song, however, was released as a single for the 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. It was featured in a lot of the Olympic promos, though I could not find a single one of those on YouTube. That's too bad. I tried. Mm. Mm. Change has been performed live 88 times by Taylor. Most of them were on her Fearless tour. And she did play it once on her Reputation tour as a song request that she got during the meet and greet. So cool. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So Devin, what do you think about Change? Change. It's a song I haven't listened to too many times, (laughs) I will say. Fearless is an album like we talked about with Breathe Breathe, that I haven't really listened to too much. Mm -hmm. You know, Love Story is from it. And that was like the big one. Back in the day, when when Fearless first came out, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that had come off of an album called Fearless. Mm -hmm. All I knew was Love Story and You Belong With Me as singles. They were huge hits. You know, just gigant normo, which is the new word that I just made up. (laughs) Okay. So Change being the 13th song on the album just didn't really exist for me. Mm. And so I've listened to it for the first time during our going through all of the different songs and whatever. It's not one of my faves. I'm going to just say that. And I think for me, it doesn't sound like a Taylor Swift song. Interesting. I think that the reason for that is that it doesn't sound like Taylor on this recording. What does it sound like to you? It sounds like somebody trying to be like Avril Lavigne in a way. Interesting. It's very interesting to me because Taylor doesn't sound like Taylor. Her voice doesn't sound like her on this song. She's got this weird affect to her voice. And you might say this is her like young Taylor version, Mm -hmm. but her young Taylor version is country. And this doesn't sound like country because it's not. Yeah, it's not Yeehaw Taylor. It's not Yeehaw Taylor. And it's not Red Taylor. And it's not Fearless Taylor. It's this weird like vibrato... Avril Lavigne Taylor that doesn't really work with the rest of her vibe during this time. For the record, guys, I feel like this song is very much of the Fearless era and Young Taylor. Not Yeehaw Taylor, but Young Taylor. You know, you listen to Love Story, you listen Mm -hmm. to Fearless, you listen Mm -hmm. to Jump Then Fall, you listen to You Belong With Me, you listen to White Horse, you listen to Hey Steven. All of them have a a, a sound that sounds like Taylor. Mm -hmm. This song... People are going to listen to it because of this episode. Yeah. I, I Am I crazy? Like, she sounds so weird on this song. She's got like this, we sing hallelujah. And she's got like this weird, let me see. I have I have a whole bunch of examples. In the first verse, sick of it. And then <laughs> revolution. She's got like this weird like vibrato thing that she does. And then on win, 
whenever she says win, she's got like this weird, like, we'll win. It's like this <laughs> so weird. It doesn't sound like her. I feel like part of that is younger songwriting trying to get those words to fit into the song. So like stretching them out to fit into each of the verses or choruses. That's kind of how I see that with those songs. Okay. I don't know. It might be because of the whole Olympic thing and like she was writing this song for like this anthem Mm -hmm. thing that her vocals were just different. No, no other song sounds like this to me. No other song vocally sounds like this. Interesting. I don't know if I'm just crazy and like it just sounds really weird. But when she sings it on the acoustic version, that that recording of her doing it during Reputation, during Reputation she sounds like Taylor. Yes. And it sounds like a great, like it sounds so much better. But I wonder if that the Taylor that sounds like Taylor to you is the more mature Taylor. Do you know what no, I mean? No, because even Yeehaw Taylor and like Tim McGraw, like that sounds like Taylor Swift's voice. Mm. A younger voice. Mm-hmm. But this just doesn't sound like her. Interesting. To me. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, the song is fine. Not really too big of a fan. I do like the bridge. The bridge mm-hmm. is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I guess, is that I just think that it's very vague. I can't relate to it really that much. And the lyrics are vague. Like, what are we fighting for? I guess plugging in something. Mm-hmm. You have to plug in your own, this is what is changing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, <laughs> Okay, so the way I feel about this song is that I feel like change has really great bones to it. So there are elements of it that I think are really fantastic and catchy and kind of like a precursor to other Taylor songs. So like to me, change feels like it's a pre-long live. So it's like trying to be this anthem about the band and all of them together and they were going to change and grow and become big stars but it's not as impactful as Long Live. Like, it doesn't get there, but it's trying to get there. And I think that, like, maybe this song had to be written earlier so that Taylor could eventually write Long Live. Or had to be written earlier so that Taylor could have those experiences to get to the future ones. So it kind of feels like a jumping off song. And it, like, feels to me, unlike what you said, that it really shows kind of, like, where she was at at her career. She was, like, this younger artist like who had had a bunch of hits on the precipice of being like a country darling forever or exploding into stardom, which is kind of what happened with this album. This song, though, came out pre the album being released. The way I feel like it is that she was writing all these different songs and some that were really great and then some that were kind of like mediocre, but they had elements. So the way I feel like this song, I think it has parts and elements of a lot of other Fearless songs. There's the exact same chord progression in the beginning as Fearless, where you almost want to like sing the Fearless verse because it's so much better than this song. Mm -hmm. I love Fearless, guys. And it's interesting because they're on the same album, but it's the exact same chord progression. And the songs are just, you know, 10 songs apart. She has that that a lot on Fearless. She has a lot of the same in in different keys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one, four, five, well, one four six five is basically every one of her songs. Yeah, but it, they don't always all sound so exact. And mm. this one sounds like that—the part like na 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 na, run your hands through your mm-hmm. hair. I 
steps in my daily. That's like exactly in change, mm. just with different lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then it also, because I've been listening to this song kind of nonstop this week, it also gives me elements of White Horse and 15, also on Fearless. Uh-huh. They just sound really similar to me. There were just moments when this song was stuck in my head, but then I would just start singing those other songs. Sure. Which is weird, because I wasn't thinking about those other songs. Mm. So I feel like it actually is very much of Taylor. It's just kind of a mishmash of all her different ideas during this time. So the song's kind of like messy or not as clear as some of these other stellar songs she wrote during the Fearless era. Sure. Because I think there are some songs on Fearless that are just so fantastic. They stand up to the test of time. And I think that fact makes change less good in comparison. Yeah. And I think that, I think that we have two different ideas of like what sounds like Taylor because the song itself could sound like Taylor and does sound like Taylor when she sings it currently and when she sounds like her Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the vocal aspect of it just doesn't sound like taylor swift see it's it sounds like somebody else singing her song i don't agree i think it does sound like her but it sounds like young her and again not to me because (laughs) like young her on other songs sounds like young her I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think we're going to agree on. I guess. This. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with you. <laughs> that's a, that's okay, that's totally fine. But yeah. you know, I mean, the the song itself, "Change," mm-hmm. is a Taylor Swift song. Mm-hmm. A very vague, bare bones kind of like not really fully fleshed out kind of song. I feel like this is something in the in the making of the music video. Didn't she say she just like wrote it like the night before? I, it was this clip I found on YouTube. I don't know if it was in the mm. uh, like the making of anything, but she, they she wrote it and then they kind of put it together all together in the studio. Yeah, so that can be very hit or miss. Yeah, and this just seems like a very unpolished song. Well, I agree. And it's younger storytelling. Yeah. But I, I also say will say that, like, I find the chorus really catchy. And I like it. Like, it's fun to sing. It gets really, really stuck in your head. I've been singing it for days. Like, it's just been running through my head. And there's something, even though you don't really understand what you're singing about fully, there's something about the song that makes you be like, yeah, we did it. Or like, it feels like inspirational, mm-hmm. even though you don't quite know why. And that's interesting to me, because you're such a lyric girl. Yeah. And so, like, this very vague song makes sense to you? Well, I mean, I do, like, have a bit more of the understanding of the background of it, which we'll hear in Gossip Gab. So I think I did that kind of work before hearing, listening to it for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. maybe it kind of framed it for me. But also that idea of someone kind of being an underdog or down and wanting to, like, champion. It's, like, universal. It is very vague. I don't think these are particularly good lyrics. Yeah. But I think that it's a very catchy chorus that like will sing hallelujah though repetitive really gets stuck in your head. Mm. And also as like um someone who's not like necessarily used to saying hallelujah, it feels like, oh I like to sing that, I guess. Hmm. I do think it's interesting. I actually never knew this was like off the top of my head that this was the last track on the album. I actually mm. thought it was one of the bonus tracks. Mm. So it is really interesting to me that this is what ended Fearless. It makes sense kind of given Taylor at the time and it's kind of like a long live type song as I mentioned earlier. But I think it's kind of one of the weaker final tracks of her albums. Definitely. Change had a music video which was directed by Sean Robbins. It was filmed at the Ballroom in Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis, Indiana. It shows Taylor pretty much straight up singing the song with her band backing her. Love her band. Anytime we get any images, videos, 
of her band, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. They're just such characters. Mm-hmm. They're wacky hair. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. You know, they're crazy, just like power stances that they have when they're playing the guitars and the basses. Just like so goofy. Mm-hmm. This video, I don't know. Like again, okay. So we watched it last night again, and we put it. We put it next to "Picture to Burn" mm-hmm. and "Best Days of Your Life," mm-hmm. which are kind of all the same time frame. Ish, ish yeah. of of Taylor videos. And we determined that this is kind of just like classic country rock music video. Mm-hmm. You know, very like Faith Hill, Shania Twain, uh, Martina McBride kind of vibe. Standing there singing a song, close-ups of her and her and her crazy makeup. Wearing and her cowboy boots. Cowboy boots and everything, and which makes for a fine music video. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more just about the music, not really telling a story or whatever. And so many of the videos that we associate Taylor with are stories mm-hmm. and very cinematic and dramatic. It just makes me feel like this isn't very much of a Taylor Swift music video either, because mm-hmm. th- this doesn't make me think of her. Yeah. I-, I think of Taylor Swift with Love Story and Blank Space mm-hmm. and all of the, you know, Shake It Off and yeah. like these stories and these fun, like cinematic videos, which at the time, again, wasn't really what she was doing. Yeah. Um, even when I think of Tim McGraw and everything, you point out the fact that it is kind of just like close-ups of her just like singing the song. Yeah. Our song mm-hmm. is kind of the same thing. There's a little bit of story, picture to burn. There's a little bit of a story, but it's mostly just like pictures of like video of her. Mm-hmm. Picture to burn is, by the way, like when we rewatched that last night, like such a great video. A great video. So good. I, I don't know. I guess that this just doesn't have a great vibe for me either. Like, not a fan of the music video either. Mm-hmm. I, I just do love, though, that we get to watch her band. Yeah. Any any time that we get to watch her band is great. Yeah. What I you? mean, like, so to that I'll say, it. this is, like, again, in the moment where Taylor is about to explode into stardom, into what she does, into narrative music mm. videos. So though some of her early ones did have more narrative than this one... She still is kind of feeling it out and figuring it out. Sure. So this is, as you said, it's very country music video. And I think it's very much country of the time. You know, Taylor's still flipping her hair around. Like, she doesn't quite know, like, really how to dance or move quite yet. Her hair is so much of her identity at the time. (laughs) And then there's all these just, like, zoom-ins on her wearing just, like, tons of makeup. Yeah. And that's just kind of what country music videos, I feel like, were like in that era. And that Taylor doing these more narrative music videos kind of changed that, you know, and also changed mm. her whole persona and who she was. So like this video and early Taylor was, do you think was kind of like what her producer was telling her to do? Yeah. And, like I what she, she thought she had to do? Well, she was younger and it was her first two albums. So, you know, she was really like looking to succeed the first album. They weren't sure what was going to happen and then it became a success, but it wasn't necessarily guaranteed that her second album would also be a success. And she was much younger. So though I think she always had clear ideas, I think she definitely listened more to the people around her trying to create who she was Mm. than who she became and calling her own shots. Like even Yeehaw Taylor and being in Nashville and country, we all know she grew up in Pennsylvania. Like she created that accent like right. it, though she lived in nashville that wasn't 
like really her. her. Right. So I think there's a lot of it about the persona of what they were creating. Mm. And I'm sure she was part of that and agreed to part of that. But as we can see how she evolved, it's not truly like who she was and who she became. She changed. She changed. Yes. And even like the makeup and the hair, it's very much, I mean, if you look at pictures of me when I was in my teens. Yeah. I look very different than I did now, you sure, know? Of Obviously, I wasn't as made up because I wasn't, you know, a pop star. Yeah. But, you know, I had flat ironed hair and things like that, popped collars, like silly, different looks. So I think that, like, part of this was also her, through her going through changing, figure out who she was as a teen. So I guess, you know, okay, let's think about it in a meta kind of view that this song. And the end of this album really did mark a change in her trajectory. In her career, yeah. In her career. And that this tour of Fearless Mm -hmm. launched her into stardom, basically because of Love Story, because of You Belong With Me, because she now had a following Mm -hmm. that would buy- And won awards. and Yeah, it launched Um, her into like super stardom, not just country. Yeah. So, like, even though this song she wrote for the Summer Olympics and everything, and that's, I think, another reason why it doesn't really feel cohesive on this album, mm-hmm. too, is because it didn't really fit yeah. in it. It was It's kind of just like an add-on, and I guess that's why you also thought that it was a bonus track for yeah. it, which I do, too. Yeah. I would think that Jump Then Fall is more of a track on this album yeah. than this one is. Yeah, which is a bonus track. Right. Yeah. So, in that meta sense, this song does make sense. Mm-hmm. And this song is a very important one for her... Coming into her own. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. So, okay, I can get with that. Yeah. And I also agree, I love seeing the band, and I especially love seeing the bandmates who are still with her today. There's just something about that that's, like, just so cool to mm-hmm. me. Um, Amos Heller and Paul Sedotti, like, it's just very, very cool how long they've been with her and like how much she's grown during that time. Yeah. So cool. And now we get to the segment of Gossip. So as we mentioned earlier, Change was originally recorded by Taylor for the AT&T Team USA soundtrack, which was an album created to support Team America in the 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing. The song was featured as the background music to daily TV montages of Olympic highlights and sometimes shown at the end of the like primetime Olympic segments. Cool. I'm sure I saw it back then because oh, I yeah. was a huge, huge Olympics fan. I watched you Especially know, that the year. women's gymnastics, Sean Johnson, Nasha Lucan, like mm-hmm. awesome. So I must have seen it, but I don't really remember it. And I couldn't find it online to jog my memory. So if anyone Sad. finds it, send us. Yes. Taylor said about the song of the Olympics, she said, It's interesting how you can apply the lyrics to the Olympics and to someone who got beat a few times and is really hoping things will change. Hmm. So, you know, it's just, that just shows too, also like, young Taylor, very general. Like, (laughs) it's true and it works, you know, it's just not as complex as what she writes now. Uh, So the hidden message for this song is, You made things change for me. So here's a quote from Taylor talking about the song. At one point, I began to understand that it would be harder for me on a smaller record label to get to the places and accomplish the things that artists were accomplishing on bigger record labels. I realized that I wouldn't get favors pulled for me because there weren't any other artists on the label to pull favors from. It was going to be an uphill climb, and all that I had to encourage me was the hope that someday things would 
change. This is kind of sad in retrospect, knowing what happened with Scott Borchetta, Mm. but Taylor chose to sign with Scott Borchetta and trust him and sign with a smaller label that would focus on her instead of a bigger label where she could maybe collaborate with some bigger country stars and whatnot because she trusted in him and, you know, really had faith in that. Mm -hmm. But because of that, they had to work extra hard, double hard to get on tours, to get their songs played. Um, They didn't have that same pull and the same clout at that time. Obviously, that changed, which is what she's talking about here. And she said that she finished the song after she won the Horizon Award at the CMA Awards in November 2007. She said she couldn't finish it until something like that happened. And so the Horizon Award is, like, for, like, an up-and-coming country artist. Mm. And as you see, this was in 2007 this was written. So Mm -hmm. Taylor is probably 17, 18 at that time. Mm -hmm. Earlier than maybe some of her other fearless songs that she wrote. Winning this award and this change in her, I think, points directly to the lyrics in the final chorus where she changes the tense and she says... It was the night things changed. Can you see it now? These walls that they put up to hold us back fell down. It's a revolution. Throw your hands up because we never gave in. And we'll sing hallelujah. We sang hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I like that. And that's kind of makes the song a little bit more connected to me and real for me. Thinking of it as like they were this scrappy underdogs, you know, as she called them in Long Live Band of Thieves, mm-hmm. that worked really hard And made a name for themselves against all odds. I don't really think it's a revolution. Like, I don't really... Like, I like that word in the song, but I don't really think that what they did was a revolution, Mm -hmm. you know? But I like that idea. Like, we never gave in. Because, like, she's talking about, I'm on the small label, but things will change one day. We just keep working hard. And then she wins that award, and it's like, we never gave in. Things changed. Yeah. So it is, as we talked before, about, like, really, like, a transition in her career, where she was. She was standing on this precipice right before superstardom so that's kind of how i kind of connect the song more Mm. but as i said earlier it's just a less good long live Mm -hmm. is what it feels like Mm. and i also think that this song doesn't necessarily age super well because it's all about like the the hidden message you made things change for me seems to be about you know scott bruschetta and her band then and like that they believed in her Mm. And it's kind of just sad knowing the fallout that happened mm. um, as she grew. Yeah. And that she really outgrew the label. is like She she could never have predicted at that time how huge she was going to become and how sure. she was going to be able to call all of her own shots and really need a bigger label. And that she would then be the bigger star pulling favors for the younger stars on the label, which right. she does do. Right. So it's pretty cool watching that massive, massive trajectory. The hidden message could also... Point to fans, too. You made things change for me. It yeah. could also point to that, which I like that. Take That's a good sentiment. A little bit better. I like that. Yeah. What's cool. your favorite line in this song? I like, tonight we'll stand, get off our knees, fight for what we've worked for all these years. And I think that that's supposed to rhyme, but when I say it, it it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe with an accent or something. Yeah. Years. Years. <laughs> Uh, whatever. No, I really like that. I like it because it it really shows how she has had to fight basically her whole career Mm -hmm. against everything. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that line. What about you? (laughs) I really like, I like the chorus a lot. I do think it's really catchy. I like the line, these walls that they put up to hold us back will fall down. Mm. I like that. I like any kind of wall metaphor, bridge metaphor, you know. Um, breaking down walls, um, the idea of like the walls of Jericho falling. Like I like any kind of 
image of that and like the idea of hold us back like they they're making it it's mm. very it's inspirational i like the i like the line cool okay i'm scared to ask you this honestly <laughs> from one to ten hallelujahs what do you give this song i think i'll give it three hallelujahs okay. i give it three because i am beginning to understand the song a mm-hmm. little bit more mm-hmm. and like why it works and wh- why she wrote it. But the only reason she wrote it was for the Beijing Olympics. And so. Well, it's not the only reason she wrote originally, it. Originally, sure. Yeah, but they, she, it, she also, but like released it like with this feeling of like she didn't finish it until after she won that award. So it's both things. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I give it three just because I, yeah, I kind of get it. What about you? How many hallelujahs do you give this song? I give this song five hallelujahs. I think it's very catchy. I enjoy listening to it. It wouldn't be one of the first songs I put on. It probably wouldn't be one of the first 50 songs I put on. You know, it probably falls closer to the back of the pack for me. But it's not a song I dislike the way I maybe dislike other songs. Mm. And though I don't think it's as complex as she writes later... I think it's still an enjoyable song. Mm. And there are many simpler songs of hers that I dislike more. So it Mm. falls right in the middle of the pack. A nice five. I will say caveat to my three that her acoustic version that she plays on the Reputation Tour is actually quite good. Mm -hmm. And that might be why I give it a three. Mm. Because I know that that exists. And I probably on her re-record. Yeah. It'll probably be really good. Probably. Because she sounds like her. Yeah, and it'll be a cool one. And I think also it seems kind of part of what you don't like about this is the production of it, yes. too. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get it, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I just don't understand really, like, why. Because yeah. Long Live is, you're right, written later, but mm-hmm. a much better version of this song. Yeah, like the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that with her, you know, n- knowledge now of music production, I think you're right. The re-record... Will sound very Will sound, I think, much different and will sound like her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to also know at this time, too, she was still finding her sound. That's true. You know? That's true. Keep listening along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Z Podcast. Give us your thoughts. Do you stand this song? Do you really disagree with us? Is this one of your faves? Let us know. If you can find one of the promos from the Beijing Olympics... With this song in it, please send to us in mm, DMs at mm-hmm, Data Z mm-hmm. Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to subscribe, follow, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Next episode, we'll be covering Queen yes. from 1989. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gap. This has been Tata Z. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>